listening to The Tactical Kitchen. I'm Melody Barron, certified chef and nutritional therapy practitioner. And I'm Steve Barron, 21-year special operations veteran and certified personal trainer. Together, we are here to share our experience on the ketogenic lifestyle. Don't forget our disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Mmm, bacon. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tactical Kitchen Show. (laughs) Well, that one was pretty normal, so I think we're starting off pretty good. I was going to do, I was trying to figure out how do I do like a referee, like on a football game of, you know, how they, how when they get up there and there's a penalty, they talk so monotone, like... Welcome to the Tactical Kitchen Show. We're going to talk about diet. Episode 32. Oh, yeah. Episode yeah, 32. That's always good to throw in there. Penalty for you. Penalty for not yeah. saying the episode I'm number. i a flag. <laughs> it's Sunday. It's Sunday. This will come out on Monday, but it's Sunday. Yeah, it's Sunday, and that's you know usually, uh, for me, football day. I know Melody's a huge football fan. I actually do watch football with you every time it's on. <laughs> I think you just sit on the couch beside me. I watch it. Yeah. I do watch. I have a fantasy team, the Mad Chefs. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. yeah, and I know I, I beat. I didn't beat you this time around, but whatever. Whatever. Yeah, I don't understand fantasy football very well because I can win like almost all the games all season, and then when it comes to the end, I lose. And I don't understand that. There's I'm a lot not. of people that play fantasy football that don't know how it works because it's so automated now. Like, you know, you auto you get auto-populated a team, and they'll tell you who to start, so you really don't have to do anything. You don't have to know anything about football. I have good players. That's all I know. <laughs> they score lots of points. And they play and hard for you. They do. They're sports balling hard. Fantasy football is fun. It is fun. So that's not what we're talking about today. No, no. Uh, we're going to talk probably about some type of diet and what we something. eat and stuff like that. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, we have a really great story because uh, last week we talked about supplements exclusively, you know. Yeah, kind of what we do, what we take on a given day. Um and we did. We had some interesting stuff happen <laughs> so, this week, right so, after that. Just coincidentally, after that, we ran out of our our normal magnesium that we take. So we had some other, uh, like a magnesium drink that we had bought before that we never never really used. So, so we were being cheap, and we were like, let's just use this for a few days, and I'll wait to order <laughs> our magnesium. So day one, I was like, man, I'm going to the bathroom a little more than normal. I don't know about you, but I woke up and I was like, why is, Why are there Pop Rocks in my stomach? That's how I felt. If anybody's ever eaten Pop Rocks, the way that sounds in your mouth is the way my stomach sounded. Yeah, well, you know, one day of some uh, digestive issues is not, not abnormal. You know, I thought maybe I could have uh, uh, ate, maybe had too much coffee or ate a little more than normal. I, I wasn't really sure. Day two, however... Uh, <laughs> Where I spent the majority of the time in the bathroom, that was, uh, I was like, what am, what's going on here? Well, I think I think what it was is when we had to get out for the day and we stopped at Starbucks and we're, I'm like, well, as soon as we get there, I'm like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then a few <laughs> minutes later, after we got our coffee and we're sitting there, I heard you just go, I got to go. I got to go to the bathroom. And then I looked at you when you came back and I was like, are you just like pooping a lot right now? Oh my gosh. Like just all the time. 
And it was. Yeah. It was. It was like, I was like, I'm having diarrhea every time I go to the bathroom. And then I realized it's this stupid magnesium, magnesium. stuff oh my that God. we're drinking. That was it. We switched to magnesium and it caused digestive problems. Now, why is that? Okay, so this one, we normally take something like a magnesium orotate. There's certain magnesiums that are more absorbable uh, to your body. In your body, they don't like cause diarrhea. I've found that glycinate and magnesium orotate are two that work pretty well for both of us. This was magnesium carbonate. And it's the kind that like when you, if you guys have had a magnesium where you mix it up and you have to put the hot water and it fizzes up like a science experiment. First of all, I forgot not to stir it while it was fizzing the first time that I was doing the MagCom. It blew up like a volcano over the cup, went all over the counter. And I was like, uh, well, that's the way my digestive system was all week. <laughs> so that's, that's an indicator. And... Uh, it's just, you know, it's that mag citrate. It tastes like raspberry. It's flavored with stevia. It's from, I always say the nutrition shop, but it's the vitamin shop. The vitamin shop. I get it mixed up every single time I say it. <laughs> and um, so I, I was I was like, well, we'll just drink this. So it's carbonate. And I don't know why that it causes us to have diarrhea. Maybe you guys are fine with it but it did not work for you or for I, me i can only assume we're not like we're not absorbing it well like it's just not being taken up by our body no. and we're just excreting it no and then then this this starts leading into a whole host of issues because now we're taking this magnesium it's causing us to have diarrhea several times which i mean when i'm saying diarrhea i'm like it's like water it's awful. Yes. So it's back to like the first week of carnivore where I was like, <laughs> yeah. is this supposed to happen? And, um, but that kind of depletes you too. So then you're not only, you're not absorbing what you're taking. Now you're depleting more because you're having diarrhea and you're losing a lot of water, salts and other electrolytes. Yeah. So you don't, you don't feel right. And when you're trying to work out like during the week, you know, I, I run workouts for guys and I do it with them. So trying to stay at a high level of energy and be able to work out when you have digestive issues, it makes it harder, like you said, because when you're not absorbing magnesium, now uh, other things don't work. Other processes that require magnesium are not going to work. No, and like we had our pool workout on Tuesday. When I got in the pool, I was like, I normally don't swim well, but I'm swimming like less <laughs> than well, <laughs> less than horrible today. I'm, it's worse than horrible. So it, it, like I was getting cramps. Yeah, and then when we ran the other day, I was like, oh, no, I haven't had a stitch in my side, and I have I have no idea when the last time was. And that was so bad, I had to stop and walk. Yeah, and that's a great example of when uh, people are on a health journey, and uh, they, they start, you know, why do you add this stuff? Why do you have to add magnesium? Why do you have to add sodium? Well, if you've been unhealthy for so many years, and you're trying to get those those levels back to normal, it takes time. It does. And when they get out of balance, and that's what's great about the way we eat because it's so simple. So we can trace our digestive issues directly back to, oh, we just changed the type of magnesium we take. Yeah, and it was really simple to figure out. Now, <laughs> I will say that I was like, did I take too much salt? Because I do the salt and water and lemon in the morning. And I was like, uh. so I think I had like a double effect from... I take the salt, which I've said before can act as like a bowel evacuation. Yeah, you can. <laughs> uh, like an enema from the inside. 
And then I had the magnesium and I was just like, I had a headache pretty much every day at the same time of day. And we started drinking those. Uh, we always, we've talked about those Ultimo replenishers yeah. before. Ultralight drinks. Yeah. And those really helped. Like as soon as I drank that and kind of balanced my electrolytes again, I felt so much better. Like my headache started going away immediately. Right. And, and something that happened to me is, uh, you know, I previously talked about I had I had spinal surgery back in 2014, and what accompanied that before was the nerve pain. You know, when a disc explodes and that that fluid uh, touches nerves, it causes dramatic inflammation, and that's the pain most people have. And uh, I had a lot of problems with my my right shoulder, my right arm, and my and my jaw, which is kind of weird. And uh, after you have those surgeries, doctors will tell you that it'll take years for that nerve to heal, or it'll never heal at all. And interesting enough getting low on that magnesium, I started nerve pain started occurring in my shoulder, which was weird. I, I thought it was a sore muscle, but then I noticed it was it felt more like nerve pain. And as soon as we got our regular magnesium and I added it back in, that nerve pain just went away. You know what lesson I learned? What? Don't be a cheap bastard. <laughs> That's what lesson I learned. That's the lesson <laughs> I learned this week. Didn't we just like actually throw that stuff away? That MagCalm stuff. It's not the MagCalm. Like, there's a brand out there that says MagCalm on the front of it, so we're not dissing that brand. But this was just the vitamin shop brand of magnesium drink uh, that you mix the powder. And I just, I'm not ever taking it again. It just doesn't drive with my system. This goes back to when we talk about supplements. You know, the ketogenic diet has exploded over the past three or four years. And now you go into any shop, GNC, vitamin shop, uh, Walmart, and they have all these ketogenic products labeled as keto or ketogenic or or whatever you have to know that people are just they're slapping labels on things and you have to know and i'm not saying they're just slapping a label that's not magnesium it was magnesium but it was definitely not the magnesium that we needed right and you know i had that experience before taking magnesium oxide before i knew anything about the different types of magnesium and if you take too much of that you'll also get diarrhea (laughs) um so that, you know, it takes a little while to rebalance that and to get it back to a normal level. Like, I still had a headache a little bit yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it does take days for you, even when you're on it. Like, we're on it all the time. And we're going to talk a little bit as well as about when we take supplements. I know yeah. last week we talked about what we take. What we take. We take. We take this. <laughs> That's a caveman. I know. A caveman speaking. Uh, we're going to talk about when we take things as well. So I, I think that's something we didn't cover last week that's that we got asked about that's important. Yeah, and so for the magnesium, I think it's it's really for us it's been most beneficial to take it at night, mm-hmm. like before bed. And a lot of people will say, "Well, how much should I take?" And this is obviously dependent upon each person. Um, when we're talking about supplements, someone who works out as often and as as hard as we might try to a, or try to on a given day, <laughs> We'll probably need a little bit more than someone who's not physically active or sweating or doing those things, um, depending on your background. But for me, taking the magnesium orotate, it's about a thousand milligrams, so a gram of magnesium a night is what we take. Each of the pills that we have is 500 milligrams of uh, magnesium orotate. Now, this last week, I actually added one in the morning once we got it back in because I was so depleted. Right. And I was still having the headache during the day. So I added that extra one in and I started feeling a lot better. Now I'll probably just go back to the two at night before bed. 
and I, I do the same thing. I, I added one in the morning when we try to get back on the train, and I, I, we take it right before we go to bed. So when we take magnesium, I think I might start taking uh, one in the morning on a more normal basis. So when I get up, uh, I know when you get up, the first thing we do is take in some water and a little mm-hmm. bit of salt. Yeah. That gets the stomach uh, ready for coffee. I add lemon because it, I like it. She had lemon. Uh, and then I'll, I'll, I'll take um, a multivitamin, uh, my uh, glucosamine chondroitin, mm-hmm. and that's really what I start off with. Those are the first two things I take in the morning along with water and salt. Yeah. So, and that, I think, after you've been depleted for a while, getting those, because you, you probably don't realize how mineral and vitamin depleted any of those water-soluble vitamins when we were having diarrhea like we were, yeah. then you're losing all of that. So I, I am, I always take my multivitamin. I take, because it's six pills a day. I take, We take really high-quality vitamins. So there's six of them a day that I have to take. And I split them between three times a day because I don't want to swallow six because then I feel like I'm tasting them. Yeah. So I split it up and I take two in the morning, two at lunch, and two at dinner. And um, But I do the same thing. Start with water, salt, lemon, two vitamins, and then I take... Um, what else do I take? I take like vitamin A and D. There's a there's a, a an AE solution in yeah. there and a D solution. It depends on on if I won't take a, a D if I know I'm gonna be out in the sun all day long. I don't. I yeah, won't, that's dependent. Take it. Um, but that's for the for the morning. And then I also take a um, an ADH and a beta TCP because um, we're experimenting with treatment for tinnitus to see if that helps at all. Yeah, and you won't know what that is. Uh, one of them's an adrenal support, and one of them's a gallbladder support. So for uh, because Steve has a nutritionist, and that would be me. <laughs> um, we've done some testing, some functional testing, and uh, since he has tinnitus, I've got him on a protocol for that. So we have some really good yeah. support for a that. Lot of, a lot of people suffer from tinnitus, and I, I think there's multiple spectrum reasons of why they do. Um, but if if you have it and you know what it is, you understand how difficult it is to deal with the times. So uh, just experimenting with you know a nutritional treatment to see if we can subside the the uh, effects oh yeah and um you know i think you've told me a lot about we'll hear some i'll hear something and we'll be sitting watching tv and i'll hear something and you'll say i don't hear it and i think that's so interesting because you can't hear it over the buzzing or the ringing in your ears it makes it hard to understand people sometimes it makes it definitely hard to hear the television because you can't understand what the people are saying. Right. Um, so, I mean, issues like that. I know a lot of people have tinnitus. So, if I mean, if we definitely, if we come up with anything that works, we'll, we will put it out there. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're experimenting with some uh, supplements right now for that. So, um, so that's our morning. And then uh, afternoon, uh, kind of the same regimen, uh, a multivitamin for me, glucosamine chondroitin. Uh, I've been throwing in the, uh, the tinnitus kind of application there. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, I forgot me back up morning, omega three. Yeah, we do take a fish oil, and right now, right now we have a liquid fish oil that um, says it has a great orange flavor. And I've said this before; they're liars. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I, you know, it tastes like fish with a little squeeze of orange on it, maybe, but it's definitely fishy tasting. Yeah. So I'm the morning, not a liquid medicine taker. The morning routine is uh, the omega three, so uh, some type of fish oil, and paired with selenium. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, kind of the pair for in the morning, and and I kind of follow, you know, just like you said, I do morning, afternoon, evening type of uh, 
regimen. I feel like if I took everything all at one time, I would feel so gross and I'd probably throw up. <laughs> so we had this fish oil. Remember the fish oil we had that tasted like key lime pie? Yeah. Yeah, so we got this one, and it tasted like key lime pie, and it was thick, and I was like, yeah, we're not going to take that. This seems this seems like square, it, well, a square it, peg in a round hole. It was kind of like, this tastes really good. It can't work. It, it seems like there's too much crap in this for this to be a good thing for you. I so, don't know. So we follow that three times a day, and some people will say that that seems like a lot. You could take it twice a day uh, if you wanted to. Again, you supplement to the levels that you feel necessary for your health. Yeah, we get asked about supplements a lot because especially with people on carnivore, I think they're a little scared that they're not going to get something like magnesium and especially, you know, are all the vitamins and nutrients. So while we've been suffering from our little magnesium depletion issue, <laughs> of course I go and I start looking up different things and I already know the answer. If you go look on the internet, and let's say you're trying to find foods because you want a whole food source of magnesium and you start looking, what you're going to find is they're going to say, you should get it from fruits and vegetables, leafy greens, of course, nuts, seeds, uh, tofu, and beans and legumes. And to- they never, Tofu, tofu is what I call tofu. it. And they never, ever mention beef. But here's what's funny. So if you actually go and look up the nutrients... In beef, three ounces of beef has 18 milligrams of magnesium. Well, you might not think that three ounces of ground beef and 18 milligrams of magnesium is that much, but compared to one cup of broccoli, <laughs> it's one cup of broccoli, they say it's 19 milligrams. So of magnesium. essentially the same. So it's the same. And here's my thought on that every single time is that. I just recall the story that I came across about oranges and how when you buy an orange, what do you think? You always think, oh, I'm going to eat an orange and get all my vitamin C. Well, when they did the study on oranges and they tested them, they found that these Florida oranges contained 0% vitamin C. They were they had no nutritional value. They were just fructose is basically all they were. Right. They're cause, And they're de- because the ground's depleted. That's just what and, it is. And I look at it like with broccoli, it's going to be the same. It could be the same situation. I'm mm-hmm. getting, I'm going to eat it because I think I'm getting all of these vital nutrients, but I'm not. And then, you know, I thought, well, maybe someone might say, well, what do you think about what maybe cows are the same way? You made a really good point when I was bringing this up the other day. Well, and that's because, you know, agriculture, they, they farm the same fields over and over and over again. And, they ha- and they've been depleting the soil for years. Well, you know, cows, you know, people that raise cows, they consider themselves grass farmers. Right. Well, they don't go out there and till the grass and fertilize the grass. The cows eat the grass and then they poop and they fertilize the grass and they squish it in. So they're re-fertilizing that grassland all the time. You don't have to treat it. And, and the other question that I know will come up in somebody's mind is what about grass-fed versus conventional? Well, here's the thing that I've learned because I had the same question. I've had these questions. I've been worried about it because I feed my family this way. Yeah. And what I've found through people who actually do this and know is that all cows eat grass, every single one of them. 
They start on grass, they get grass, they eat grass. <laughs> so they're all eating grass up to a point. And, you know, so I don't worry about it so much. And when it says that I can get magnesium from beef, I'm less concerned that there's going to be things that are going to block that magnesium in my body. Right. You know, from yeah. being absorbed. It's a highly absorbable form of magnesium. Right. So so that was our, our funny story from... Uh, our uh, our supplement this week, so it was pretty. Oh, hilarious. we pooped our brains out. Pooped our brains out. <laughs> um, if that were a Halloween costume, that I mean, it could have been just a poop emoji. I, I used to have one of those shirts that says "Oops, I pooped my pants." Yeah, that's from the. That was the "Oops, I crapped my pants" from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and what's funny yeah. was that somebody bought me that shirt, and at the time I didn't watch Saturday Night Live, so I had no idea what they were referencing. Yeah, no idea. That was the funniest spoof commercial. So I was just ever. like, "Great, thanks for I this." I needed those this week. Thanks for this weird shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so but that leads us into this week. So last week was Halloween, and we talked uh, last week about hey, do the best you can for Halloween. But we did get some. Funny stories. Oh my gosh. I had a couple of things that came up on social media that people gave us their sugar confessions and I was drinking coffee and I think it came out my nose, but (laughs) me and this person could be BFFs. We could be best friends because I used to love, and I hope this doesn't get anybody triggered, but I loved Milk Duds. I oh, did. Yeah, Milk I Duds were, them. that was my go-to um, movie snack when I went to the Me too, because movies. Always have Milk Duds. Yeah, it would last forever because if they were cold, you were going to have to suck on that thing for a <laughs> while because otherwise you were going to yank a tooth out. <laughs> and so they could last for a good long time. Right. So this person um, on Instagram said, I ate so many Milk Duds, it wasn't pretty. Then I washed it down with beer. OMG. Had a blast <laughs> with friends, though. <laughs> Back at it today. I loved that. And then the other one was, <laughs> this one, they didn't go crazy on the candy. It was just how they used the candy that was my favorite. I ate a single Starburst candy, but it was only because I needed something sticky to hold my zombie teeth in like dentures while my kids <laughs> trick-or-treated. It was for the kids, so, you know, whatever. That's my favorite. I love that. Well, funny stories. cream. And, and some people also commented on how sugar made them feel yeah. after they had eaten it. Because they hadn't, most people, that, you know, we kind of are in our circle. They hadn't had it in a while. And, you know, they say, hey, it's Halloween. Let's go ahead and have some. Uh, and they complained of, you know, like, number one was getting headaches. That was the biggest thing. So m- almost every single person that threw out their sugar confession to us said, I have a, I have a headache. Mm-hmm. Now today, I feel like I'm hungover. Um, you know, I, mostly it was headache. And then I would think that for, for some people who have joint pain, it could have caused some joint pain. I didn't have anyone say that, but I do know that that happens. Yes, because that's the one thing that happens to me. Again, yeah. if I have anything, and when I say uh, sugar, I'm talking like if I eat some peanut butter a little bit or maybe honey, mm-hmm. um, that those are the things that will set off my uh, arthritis. And, and sugar does that. Sugar causes inflammatory responses in your body. Yeah, it will actually signal these things called cytokines to increase inflammation in your body. And then, you know, a lot of people don't realize that sugar, and, you, you know, and I come at this from a chef standpoint as well. So something with sugar will draw the humidity from the air if you have a baked good, right? So if you are eating sugar, you can also 
understand this, that it will actually pull water from your cells and it will actually dehydrate you. So I always laugh because we sat with some friends yesterday and we were talking about military dietitians. Oh my gosh. So we talked about military training and doing this very difficult selection course and we're talking about hydration and they said, you know, we make sure that they, they do, you know, 50% Gatorade, 50% water. And I was like, you know, that's really not a good idea. You should just do water with some electrolytes because of the sugar content in Gatorade. Yeah. So here you have, you know, you're trying to rehydrate with something, but you're rehydrating with something that has sugar in it. And I know Gatorade has a sugar-free one, which is still not a best choice, obviously, because there's junk in that. But sugar is dehydrating. And so the dichotomy of trying to hydrate your body with something that's actually a diuretic is really funny to oh, me. It's, 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 it's totally like, blows my mind. How did smart people become so stupid? It's, it, <laughs> it's it is just crazy. It is so weird. And, and so when you, when you tell people that, they just give you this blank look because Gatorade has been pushed for 30, 40 years as being a, a hydration for sports athletes. Right. And so the, the friend that we were talking to, he's still active in the military and, and he has dietitians that come out that are in the military and they watch these guys work out and try to tell them what they need to do. And he, so I'm looking at it looking at him and going, that is the worst thing. I would never recommend that. And, and I understand the, the, what they're thinking. They're thinking, you know, it has some sugar and sugar causes a glucose response and glucose stores, you know, contributes to glycogen storage. So that's where they're, train of thought is going but it ends at sugar yeah so you've got you know he and he looked at me and said what would you recommend then what could what could I go back and tell them Uh, and so I gave some recommendations and then I'm looking at it and telling this person okay so if you feed these people sugar from now all through their career and they have this steady base of sugar then what happens is eventually joints break down right so you have all these people with joint issues, back issues, blown out knees, and you're, you know. Oh gosh, I tell you, in my in my mid thirties, right around there, I could I didn't sleep well because my back hurt all the time. Um, I could barely get out of bed because my ankles hurt so bad. I did sit on the side of the bed and like work my ankles out before I could tr- even try to walk because the pain of walking was difficult. Right. So, and, and, you know, you look back, where does all that come from? Well, well, I was doing triathlons and I was eating a very high carbohydrate diet with a lot of sugar. Yeah. Lots of, (laughs) lots of sugar. So the dehydrating effect of sugar, it's a hygroscopic molecule. So it will draw water to itself. And then, you know, people will say, Oh, one of the signs and symptoms of type one, I mean, I'm sorry, type two diabetes and pre-diabetes is that people urinate a lot. Well, yeah, because you've got this sugar in your blood and it pulls water to itself and then your body's trying to clear it somehow, so you pee a lot. And you really start seeing how it makes sense. And then it also takes a lot of magnesium to to get this sugar out of your body and we're in the sugar eating season. Yeah, we are. Right so, now. so if you ever was considering adding uh, a quality magnesium, now's the time. Now is the time. And you know, a lot of people that are on a high carbohydrate diet also have skin issues. The people that eat a lot of sugar, they'll a lot of times you'll notice they'll have like drier skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another issue that people don't think about. It pulls water from your body and water is what you're mostly made of. And, and any skin issue is a external um, 
a factor of an internal problem. Yeah, it's just it's just telling a story. It's just telling the story of your body is fighting something. You just have to figure out what that is, what the nutrient deficiency is, or the thing that's in there that doesn't need to be there. It happened to me this week. I I made we make our you know our fifteen year old um, every now and again. I'll still make the fat head pizza mm-hmm. uh, because kids. And <laughs> so the other night I had a little slice of fathead pizza. I'm going to confess right here. Oh it was gosh. not carnivore because it had the almond flour in it, but it's not the almond flour that bothers me. It's the cheese and the crust. And so this morning, and it took, that was Friday night. This is Sunday. This morning I woke up and my leg was starting to itch and I was like, Dad gummit. <laughs> right. Oh, there's the keto train. So if you're driving your car, don't freak out. Don't freak out. It's a train here at our house. <laughs> They're cruising by. Let's see if he gets crazy on the horn. Some people are very enthusiastic about the train horn. They're chronic horn blowers. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, we had we you know, Friday. I did two things Friday that are haunting me today. Uh, my knee is it's painful today, which it should not be. Is uh, we had. I went ahead and got crazy, and I put some monk fruit syrup on the carnivore waffles. Yeah. That was a bad idea. Then I also ate a single small piece of pizza Friday night, Um, and now today my knee, it's painful. It hurts, and I didn't do anything yesterday, so there's no reason for it to hurt as far as an an acute injury where I tweaked it or I worked out hard. I just woke up, and it hurt. If, If you just wake up and things hurt... That's food. That's inflammation yeah, that's, from inside your body. Yeah, that's that inflammation. And, you know, we get that from, from you and I both get that from cheese and then from sugar, obviously. Um, it causes an issue in both of us. And I can imagine that all the people who experimented with candy over this last few days are <laughs> understanding the negative effects of sugar and all that different stuff as you eat it. And you, especially when you haven't had it in a while. Yep. You're like, why does this make me feel so bad? Yeah. Well, imagine how hard our bodies were holding it together, like, for years while we were eating that way. Oh, I yeah. Look, I look back and I'm like, oh, my God, I started every single morning eating sugar. How did I survive? Well, I have no idea. Yeah. You're, well, the, you know, your body's amazing, and it holds it together as long as it can. But often when it falls apart, it falls apart pretty dramatically. It and, does. And again, we, you know, we talked about getting into the holiday season and you start to eat more sugar and you're going to suppress your immune system. So you're more likely to catch the flu or catch a cold or get the sniffles and combine that with also holiday parties. You know, everybody increases their alcohol intake. So you're yeah. doing two things over these next two months, increase sugar consumption and increase, increase alcohol consumption. Both of them cause really big problems in your body. Right. And you left one out. Stress. Stress. Oh, yes. So that's great. And you can talk about stress in the holidays and how that's another factor. You know, I think what's awesome is as I've gotten old, I've just quit stressing about holidays. (laughs) Like, I don't even think about it anymore. I'm pretty sure this year we're kind of like, we don't have room for a tree. We talked about not even putting one up. I know, bah humbug on us. (laughs) I love Christmas. I have nothing against Christmas. I mean, nothing. I, I think it's a great time of year. I love it. People are, are usually in great moods. But there's a lot of things that come with Christmas, and they're all marketing BS that I hate. I hate marketing. Oh, I, uh, hate, I hate it too. You're marketed that you have to buy everybody a Christmas present to make them happy. This is just not true. You're marketed to that, that to enjoy friends, you have to drink alcohol and eat a lot of food. 
not true. Okay, don't fall prey to these. These it's just marketing. That's all it is. So you know, through this next couple of months, we've got less than two weeks until Thanksgiving, which Thanksgiving pretty much gets the shaft in the stores. We know that the <laughs> the biggest Thanksgiving decoration are the frozen turkeys in the meat department. <laughs> oh There's like no Thanksgiving love out there. So there's a pumpkin pie mix display. That's about it. But as we get really close to that, you're going to, you know, we always have family gatherings that we go to and you always get that look of like, well, we don't have anything for y'all to eat, you know, (laughs) and people feel bad because they know how we eat. So we always try to make sure we bring appropriate foods. Thanksgiving's pretty easy. We'll eat the turkey. We'll eat. There's certain things like that that we'll eat. There's usually we used to eat cheese. We don't do that anymore. Yeah. But I'll try to make I'll try to make something or bring something, especially a dessert, in case that I get in the mood for dessert while everyone else is eating it. Try to always make sure I bring something that I can eat. And, and that's the best idea because not only are you taking care of yourself, like making sure that you have something to eat and and a treat, you know, out there for you, but also this is when you can expose other people to. Hey, I know. You might think I'm weird because I eat a ketogenic or maybe a carnivore diet, but here's an example of the type of foods that I get to eat. And guess what? They're good. Oh, my gosh. When people start realizing, wow, fat tastes really good, and you're like, yeah, we don't just eat it one time a year either at Thanksgiving or at Christmas. We eat fat all year long. We just leave out all that other crap. (laughs) So, you know, like last year I took this um, chocolate silk keto pie. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, it was so good and so rich. And you would never know that it was keto. And, you know, it was gone. We ate it. Everybody ate. It was great because when it came time for dessert, and I was was a a pecan pie guy. I loved eating pecan pie. Um, I didn't like any of the cow slobber pies that have all the cow slobber. He calls meringue cow slobber. <laughs> I don't like those. So, so uh, you know, I like pecan pie. So when it comes to that time at the end of the meal and everybody's sitting around eating dessert, it gives you that opportunity to eat something that is going to satisfy that that need that you have, and you're going to feel fine. Oh, yeah. And, you know, sometimes we go to things and we don't eat anything. We just drink water. Like yesterday, out with friends, we drink water the entire time. And we didn't feel hungry. We didn't feel like we were missing out. That's the beautiful part about being ketovore, keto, carnivore, just not eating sugar and carbs and having a blood sugar roller coaster, whether you're paleo or whatever. If you've got that under control where you can go a long period of time and be comfortable and not hangry, then you can enjoy people without all of that. Yeah. Because that's why you're there. And, and that's a that's a liberation. And people talk about that often when they go ketogenic or carnivore. They're liberated from the being controlled by food. Absolutely. And, I mean, I used to, that's like I've said before on here, that was my thing. Food was my thing. And I would make every dessert, every, you know, all kinds of stuff. And this is, hey, I love you. Here's some brownies or here's some cake pops. (laughs) And now I can just be with people and I don't have that stress. Did it happen overnight? No. My breakup with food was kind of long. It took a while. But I can say now that I can just enjoy life without having to be tied to that. Do I still love to make things and have that kind of, I don't know, that what you call fellowship with people over food. Yes, that's I love that, but I don't have to have that 
to enjoy my my life. Um, but as you go into the holidays, it, it will, especially if you're new to this, make sure you take something that you can eat that is fitting with your lifestyle, your choices, so that you don't feel left out. Because that's going to be the hard part for some people this time of year. Right. And that goes back to be the example. Be the, be the change in the world you want to see. If you want people to eat healthier, then you have to show be the example of eating healthier. And when you do that at a at an office party or at a family gathering, and and people see that uh, you've taken control of your life and you've lost weight and you look healthier, and you're choosing not to eat some of these other foods that uh, are not good for you, people will follow that. Yeah, and I really like some of the advice that I've heard people say, and I had to adopt this for myself because I was kind of bad about saying, "Oh, I can't have that." I can't have that. Well, change it to, I, I don't eat that. Just that one change, I don't eat that. <laughs> I, say, I, feel, I tell people that a lot. I don't eat that crap. Yeah, so you change how you present it. I don't eat that or that makes me feel, that, that doesn't work for my body. Mm-hmm. I don't like how that, how that makes my body feel. That's so much more powerful than I can't because you're telling somebody, I'm depriving myself. Right, and you're not. You're not depriving yourself. You're liberating yourself. Absolutely. And that also really inspires other people when you say, oh, I choose not to do that because I'm I'm treating myself better than that. I know how that makes me feel. It doesn't make me feel good, so I'm just choosing not to eat that. That's You're taking the power. The food doesn't have the power over you. You're controlling the food. Right. And that's, you know, a, a good mental... Um, exercise for people who are especially new, who have been in the habit of dieting, mm-hmm. because dieting is usually all about what you can't have, and this is really more about what you can have. Right, and you and you can you can explain it easy, like you know I don't eat that food because it's not nutrient dense. Don't focus on calories or or anything else. Just say I eat nutrient dense food. That's not it. <laughs> that makes them look at their food and go, what? <laughs> what do you mean? And it could open up some questions and it could, you know, some people are going to catch some flack over the holidays from family because of how they've decided to eat for their health. Oh, yeah. And we know that we know that you will and you're not alone. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, but, you know, keep your head up. Do what's best for your own body and you're just going to come out less stressed, less sick for sure. And some people actually go through the holidays and lose weight. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, they actually get healthier and more uh, toward more uh, or closer to their goal. So and that's uh, what you have to keep in mind are your goals. So one last thing, I'll, I'll be traveling this week, so that's why we're doing this uh, podcast one day early. So I'm going to have the opportunity to be around a different group of people for an entire week. And I always have to answer the questions of, what I eat, what I don't eat, because when especially you go, when you don't drink, especially when I don't drink, that's the big one for the social gatherings they always have at night, you know, and people ask if what I want to drink or they're offered to buy me a, an alcoholic beverage. I just tell them, Hey, I don't drink because it negatively affects me and I want to be able to perform. If I drink, I can't perform. So I've made that decision. Right. Yeah. Your work events with all military guys, it's kind of like, you know. Hey, I'm not going to be hypocritical. I, I did my fair share of drinking, okay? <laughs> it's not not like I never drink. I don't well, want to put that out you there. You know, drinking is like a, hey, this is our social time. This is what we do together. And you're kind of breaking that that mold that, that you have to do that to enjoy 
company. Right. And, and you do somewhat miss that. I'm not going to say I, I don't. I, I enjoyed beer. I like the taste of it. You know, um, it was fun to hang out and have a beer or two with your with your friends. Uh, now I, I hang out with the same friends. I just don't have a beer or two. And, you know, I've had uh, friends of mine in the past that did not drink. They were in the military. So it's not like that's an oddity. Right. They're, they're out there. They're just, uh, you know, there's more of a, uh, a brotherhood of drinking thing going on opposed to a brotherhood of not drinking. Oh, yeah, that's true. So we're trying to change that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So this week, big things. As you go into the holidays with stress, sugar, and alcohol everywhere, (laughs) maybe up your magnesium level and make sure that you have foods that you can eat if you get in a situation or that you have the ability to fast and just enjoy the time. I think those are my two things that I've learned over the last almost four years of doing this and are, what are we, 10, 11 months now, carnivore? Almost Uh, 11 months. Yeah, almost 11 months, so. Yeah, this month is 11 months in just a few days. So 11 months eating this way. We've thrown in, obviously, we haven't been strict carnivore the entire time, but we've been 90, I would say we are 98% pretty much all the time. All the time. And, and, And when I do it, all the time, that's when I feel the best. It's when we eat a slice of fathead pizza that's actually really delicious, <laughs> um, and we realize, wow, we can't do that. Or we screw up our magnesium. That's screw up our magnesium, yeah. All Thank right, you. well, I think that wraps it up for this week. Uh, hope everyone has a great week, and we appreciate you guys stopping by and listening to the show. Yeah, and we hope you have a very happy holiday, and we'll talk to you before then anyway. Yep. Uh, send us any uh, questions or thoughts you have, and we'll be happy to put them on the show. Or your sugar confessions. Those are always fun to read. <laughs> <laughs> Not right. that we take joy in your pain. All right. Have a good week. Uh, go out there, eat fat, and prosper. Thanks for listening to The Tactical Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Don't forget to send your questions to btkquestions at gmail.com. And visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.